Hi gorgeous, welcome to Fitness and Mimosas, a podcast of girlfriends from around the world who lift up each other, celebrate each other, and embrace our own definition of beautiful. So let's go ahead and put down our kettlebells, slide into a pair of sexy sweaters, and have a great time. Welcome to the party! <laughs> Hi beautifuls, welcome to the Fitness and Mimosas podcast. I saw this quote today. And it made me think of this podcast and of my girlfriend, Amanda Nelson. So welcome to the podcast, Amanda. Thank you, my sister, my world sister. (laughs) And the quote is, magic happens when a group of women meet for a common purpose. When women support one another, we are a force to be reckoned with. And that's really why I created the Fitness and Mosa's podcast. This is a safe place for all of us to escape to. This is the place where it's okay to fold our wings or in some ways to discover the power and beauty within our wings. And this is what my girlfriend that we have joining us today, the gorgeous Amanda Nelson, this is what she has done for me. And this like 120% Amanda, I mean this. Um, the same week she was evicted, she was texting me Bible verses and words of encouragement. I met her in Eric Thomas's Breed University. The group has over 2,000 members, and I don't think there's a single member in there that she hasn't touched. And I remember when my little warrior died, she was asking me how I was doing financially, and I couldn't move. But I kept texting her, like, it's going to be okay. God's going to work it out. And next month, I woke up to text from her that said, God, God told me to tie to you this month. And you told me it was okay to take a break for a bit, um, but that the world still needs me. And so she's like the single reason that this podcast still exists. So thank you for being you, gorgeous. Like, you really touched my life. Girl, you just made my, my hair stand up on my arms. That is good. That is good. <laughs> Like, I swear, I think I'm going to about to start crying. Like, just talking about you, you're one of the most amazing, amazing women I've, like, ever met. <laughs> like, ever. Oh, no, I really am crying. But you really, like, you're just, you're just awesome. Um, oh, my gosh, I don't have a words. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your story with everybody? No, I don't mind at all. Let's do it. So, I spent... 17 years in a drug and alcohol addiction and I got arrested four times the last one I got arrested for a felony charge that I'm still paying on to this day the fine uh from that silly thing um no one day I I've lost everything so you mentioned I got evicted but whenever you knew me And I got evicted. That was actually the second time I got evicted because I had gotten evicted the year before. I literally lost everything. My job, my house, I totaled my car, my dog died, and my kid didn't want to live with me. And um, I pretty much was staring at the pits of hell. And so I decided that it was time to change. And I was living in Mississippi then. I always wanted, this was my third time living in Florida. Mm. And my heart lived here like I knew it, but I was too scared to make a move. But then once I lost everything, I was like, you know what, what? I don't have anything else to lose. Like, literally, I do not have anything else to lose. So I packed up and moved, dude. And I have just been 
climbing out of that trench ever since. That was three years ago I moved here. So, yeah, girl. Wow. It's been a ride. Wow. That's that's crazy. And what? Well, there's so many things I love about this, but the thing is, like, there, I think there's, and just me being totally alone right here, but I think there's times where, like, I've thought to myself, like, okay, I'm not worth saving, but you saw the beauty inside yourself and all stages of what you were going through. Like, how are you able to do that? What was it about you that was like, okay, so this is it. And I know that there's something different. Like you saw that there was something different there. Honestly, I couldn't stand to look at myself in the mirror because everything I touched at that moment, I destroyed. Mm. Not intentionally, but it was just the way I was living. So I couldn't stand looking at myself in the mirror, but the day I decided to make the change, my I had seen my daughter, and she didn't live with me for a whole year. And I pretty much thought she hated me, so I never went to go see her. And plus, I was always high, so I didn't want to go over to my parents nor see her while I was high. But she had come and see me that one day, and she slammed the door because I was wallowing in my pity. And something about I think it's when she slammed the door it just jarred my memory like hello you have a kid and you better get up and dust off and do something about it because she's dependent on you even though she's not directly living with you her dad's not in the picture either so what now you're just gonna walk away too now she's not gonna have one parent that's not what you were created to do so it was like I had this it wasn't even about me anymore because I, at that point, I really could care less if I lived or I died. It didn't really much matter. But when I saw my daughter and I saw the hurt that I caused her, it that created the change. Wow, that's that's so powerful. Um, in your book, if I please correct me if I don't have everything correct. But um, in your book, Patch Wangs, The Redneck Way to Connect and Make Your Life Be, be Like God Intended to Be. That's your little plug on <laughs> the book for you, sis. <laughs> Y'all need to get this book. Like, it will change your life, I promise. It's a short read, but it will change your life. But you mentioned, like, how, I have this correct, like, how you tried a few different, there was a few different times where you had gotten help, but your parents had been like, okay, we're going to get you help, and it wasn't successful, and you came up with your own method. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, so I had the intervention done. My parents threw me in rehab, which I'm not really sure that that's the right way to try to help somebody because it didn't work for me. Maybe it works for some people. I don't know, but it didn't work for me. And when I moved down here to Florida, I knew that I wanted to create a new life. Number one, I didn't have the money to go to a treatment center. It, even if I had wanted to go, I didn't have the money. I didn't have insurance, but I didn't want to go either. So, I mean, it just was all a combination. I was like, all right, well, what are you going to do? How are we going to do this? And I just started listening to, this is where I found E.T., Eric Thomas, and personal development. I never heard of it in my life. I'm like, what is this? I don't know, but I felt like they were speaking directly to me. And every Monday when he would put out a new video, he's like, dude, this, this, and this. I'm like, okay. 
I don't know who you are, but I'm going to do this, this, and this. <laughs> because it just seemed like he was speaking, like, he was on that video, and he made it just for me. That's what I felt like. I was like, thank you, man. Um, so, I honestly, I didn't set out to create my own path to sobriety, but that's how God works, right? Um, so, it just it just happened that way, man. I just took notes. Like what I was doing along, I started writing things down. And before I knew it, it came time to write my book. And I knew I didn't want to write my whole story. Like nobody wants to read your whole story whenever nobody knows you. You know, <laughs> like, who are you? I want to read your whole story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like from start to finish, I didn't know how to write then. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to no, just write out facts. Like, the war story. I, I didn't want to do that. Um, so, I I worked with this guy, actually one of our Freeview members, uh, brothers, and he, he was like, all right, we're going to have one solution for one problem. I was like, well, I already know the problem. He's like, and you know the solution, too, because you you, you became sober. And then out of me living my first year of sobriety, blossom the connect method that I wrote about in my book mm. through the homelessness through not having enough money for food through being evicted through being getting my car repossessed and living in a hotel first the connect method so even though those times were hard something beautiful came out of it you know, and the thing is with it through, what is it through cover to back, there's like 117 pages, which really it's, it's not that much. And I love it because it's like, it's concise and it's like, this is situation. This is what happened. Do this. And I can relate to it because it's all tied to like a story, you know, there's like an example of it. So it feels not just feels, but it's 120% feasible. It's not something elusive, you know? Yeah, and also, you know, why I wrote it short is because whenever I first got sober, I could not sit still for more than, like, five or ten minutes to read. I hated reading, ah. but I, I knew it was important. So I'm like, when I write a book, it's not going to be this big, long thing because big, long book, big, thick books, they intimidate me. I'm like, uh-uh, I ain't reading that. <laughs> you know? so no, I hear you. It has to be little, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because that way you always feel like you're moving a step toward the goal. I hear you. Can you talk a little bit about the power of forgiveness and relationships and, like, what those two words mean to you? Oh, man, I'm learning about relationships because I have never, ever been successful at them. And I've learned in my sobriety that you have to have them in order to grow. Like, you can't do this by yourself. Right. I'm sorry. I, I used to think that, that I could conquer the world by myself. That's a false statement. It is completely a lie. You have to have people in your life. And what I had to do was realize, okay, you suck at relationships, girl. Like, how you got to figure out how to create good ones because you need them and I had to 
there's a lot of stuff in my past that happened. There's a lot of stuff that I did. There was a lot of stuff that was done to me. Um, I'm not by any means playing victim. I take ownership. And that was a huge thing for me is to take ownership and say, hey, man, I messed up. Or, hey, Dad, I messed up. I'm sorry. Hey, Alexis, my daughter, I messed up. Um, I had to forgive myself. Yeah. For a lot of things that I did, you know that that was first and foremost. Before I could even forgive anybody else, I had to look that girl in the mirror and be like, "I'm sorry. It's okay. We're good. Like you're good. It's good. I forgive you." And I said those words to myself, and then that unlocked me to where I was like, "Okay, if I can do it with myself." why surely I can do it with other people too. And I just, I started small, girl. Everything I do, I start with baby, baby, baby steps. I love that. So how, and this might be a complex question, so let me know if it doesn't make sense. But you said like you started learning forgiveness by first forgiving yourself and starting small. How do you not only say the words, but actually believe the words as you're saying them? Oh, that's good, girl. That's good. It, I I didn't believe it at first. There's, um, it, it's a lot of repetition. I did a lot of, I, do, I still do it to this day. I, I pep talk myself in the mirror. I do positive affirmations. I do, I, I'm just like, I'm super proud of you. I love you. Yeah. Just constant, repetitive talking like that to myself. And then over time, it's like, okay, wow. It's like you say it so much. Like you say all the negative things about yourself and then you believe it. And then yeah. you, you flip it and you say all the positive things about yourself and then you believe it. Yeah. Just consistency. Yeah, you're right. Because it's like everything's a unit of energy, including our thoughts, you know? So it's like, what, what diamonds are we giving off? Yeah, exactly. I remember, so I was coaching with you before one of my bikini competitions. And I had always struggled with the mental aspect, which like, I mean, bodybuilding, it's just, it's so mental it's crazy <laughs> like yeah there's a physical component but like just about all of it's mental <laughs> um and in just four days of working with you i appreciated myself i loved myself more and like what was so helpful to me was that mirror exercise can you share that with us yes and you are rocking the bikini contest let me tell you <laughs> thank <Okay>. you <laughs> So I don't even know where I heard it or where I got the idea. I know that I didn't create it, but I heard it somewhere. And they were talking about, you got to say these nice things about yourself, positive affirmations in the mirror. I'm like, what are positive affirmations? Like, what is that? But I felt, I felt like it's a whole new world I came into because we – I. I don't know if we had this kind of stuff in Mississippi, but if we did, I was not accustomed to it. So what I do is I have sticky notes on my bathroom mirror. Um, 
and I see them every day, and every morning I look at myself in the mirror and I say, I am amazing, I deserve great things, I am loved, I am valued, and I just start listing all these things about myself, these nice, empowering words, and I didn't believe it at first. It freaking sucked. And this kind of goes in with the forgiveness piece, too. It sucked at first because I didn't believe not a single word, but it was just after doing it, doing it, and doing it over and over and over and over and over and over again. I, I still do it today. Like, And there's some days I have to look myself in the mirror. I did this just yesterday at work. Every time I went to use the restroom, I'm like, you got this, girl. You can do yes. this. I believe in you. <laughs> like, yes. I just talking myself. Yes. yes. You have to. It's like your own cheerleader built inside you. Oh, I love it. I love that so much. I love that. Um, so I remember, and I don't remember what the first piece of work, workout equipment was, but something you and I have in common is our workouts and how we like to like build our own workout equipment. <laughs> I think that's that's really what makes us world soul sisters is like that. So what's the best piece of do-it-yourself workout equipment you've done or like favorite video you've ever done? Oh man. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I love them all. They all bring me such joy. So I I created a ResNet workout video, and this is something that I always wanted to do, even when I was in my addiction, because Mississippi is ranked number two highest obesity rate in the United States. And I'm like, what can we do to get these rednecks up off the couch? Oh and, you know, <laughs> um, so my favorite, so my idea was, well, we're going to just work with what we got because a lot of rednecks are super creative and it's called redneck and what is, what's it called? Innovation, redneck innovations, man. So I made a pulley system, like you sit on the ground. It's kind of like the, I don't know what the proper terms are for workouts, but it was kind of like a bag pool where I made a pulley system over the trunk of a tree and I tied a pillowcase and put some Dawn soap on it. Yeah. And then at the end, at the end of the rope, I had a, a thing, a kitty litter. <laughs> I love it. And that's one of my favorites. And then another one, I take uh, milk jugs and I fill them up with water and I take an old broom handle and duct tape them suckers one at each end. And that, that workout is, versatile 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 i don't know what that word is um I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. vocabulary is not my thing so you can do like <laughs> the push-up bar the deadlift like you can do a farmer's carry you can that one does multiple workouts i love that one too you just get your milk jug and an old broom handle and some duct tape and get after it Ah, yes, I love it. I can't wait whenever, like, and y'all wouldn't believe this, but, like, Amanda and I, we've texted each other, we've talked on the phone 
we've like messaged each other, seen each other online, but we have yet to meet in real life. So when we meet in real life, our workout's gonna be epic. I just know it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all better get ready. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it's gonna be like amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. It's gonna happen soon, too. Yes. Oh, I feel my bones. Um, can you talk, and this is something you taught me, the, but the power of blind faith and hustling even when you can't, like, um, see your goal. Like, you can see it in your mind's eye, but you can't quite hold it yet. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, what I've learned is that I've always been a, a bit of a risk taker. Mm. And that goes hand in hand with faith like whenever I'll give you a for instance whenever I was still in my addiction and I decided to come down and move to Florida I had $200 in my pocket I did not have a place to live I did not have a job I didn't have anything set up I just put stuff in my car and drove down here and I look back I was like wow that that was really a bold move. And even me and God weren't homies like that at that time. Like I wasn't praying about stuff on that kind of level, but what I, what it made me understand was you can trust the unknown. If you have a will to make something work, you don't know how it's going to work, but you know, you want it to work. Right. Then you just go after it with everything in you. Like, you just got to keep, that's why you got, see, all this ties together, right? You got to stay in front of that mirror, keep talking to yourself. You got to write that thing out. You just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. Just do it. Just go after it. Just go after it. People are going to call you crazy. Yeah. But you got to. This is where your circle gets tight, like right. super small, super right. small circle. Because you, you can't tell everybody these things. They call you crazy. That's a fact. They will call you crazy. Yeah. And how do you not listen to them when they do call you crazy? Because after the 10th person called you that, like, like, how do you be like, no, like, I know this is the right thing to do? Um. Now I'm super cautious about who I tell stuff to. Like, it, it, to an extent, if it's my super big plan, I'm like, no, I don't, you don't deserve to hear my super big plan. And you know what? It's so amazing, girl. They make this amazing feature on these iPhones and all our phones these days. It's called Block. <laughs> Amen. And, <laughs> And I used it, and I just had to use it this week because somebody was bashing me and telling me that they didn't like my way of living. I'm like, okay, and like you came up in my circle, right? You came up in my space, and now you're dissing me. We thank you, iPhone block. You know, right. so I'm just, <laughs> it's real, it's real. I'm thank, I thank God for that block feature the other day. Um, I'm just super cautious who I allowed to be in my ear uh and and this comes also from being super paranoid coming off from mess like that actually worked to my benefit because whenever i first got sober well in my addiction 
let's just say there was several times that I thought the FBI was after me because it makes you super paranoid. Okay. Uh, I cannot confirm nor deny if that's true, but um, in my head it was true. Right. So whenever I got sober, I didn't trust anybody. I'm like, uh-uh, I ain't talking to nobody. So that that mentality has actually worked to my benefit because I was already super paranoid. Now I'm going to try to make you believe what I think. No, I'm good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't really know how to ask this question. Uh, let's see. So, um, okay. So I think I'm going to use myself as an example, okay? Because I don't know that it's something you can really, not, not relate to. But, like, how do you handle it if you've been, like, in a position where, I don't say, like, you've been at the mercy of others, because you're never at, really at the mercy of others, but a position where, like, so many people have had input in your life or directed your life or given you advice or, like, and it comes from a place of, like, loving. But, like, when that step is too far, now you've gone to the next level. So it's, like, not that you need a new circle, but like what got you here may not get you there. So does that, does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. Cause there, there's always going to be people that come from their advice comes from a good place, but that doesn't mean it's always good for you. What I do is I make sure I sit, still Mm. every day and I heard this from Oprah and some of these really successful women I'm like well surely if it works for them it's going to work for me too because it's worked for multiple successful women Uh, as women we we're emotional and we want to have we want to make everybody happy and the reality is you want to take their advice because you know if you take their advice, it's going to make them super happy. But a lot of the times, even though their advice is good advice, it may not be good for your life at this moment, nor it what works for them, it may not work for you. So what I do when I get advice before I act on any of the advice, I sit still on it and I'm like, okay, what's the next right move? Is this the next right move? This what they're telling me? And I can feel it in my spirit, girl. Like, I've I've gotten to a place where I'll go this certain way that somebody told me to go, and my spirit's like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not the right way. Pull back, start over, let's go again. I'll give you, for instance, like, somebody told me it would be a great idea to do a video course. Cool. Yes, it would. That that would bring in extra income, I can whip out some videos real quick, like, but as I was building this platform, like, my spirit was just like, this is not right. It's not the right thing to do. It's not to say it's not ever the right thing to do. Right Right. now, it's not the right thing to do. And I can just feel it. So I just sit still. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just stop doing it. So I just stop doing it because that wasn't right for me. Oh, I love that. I love, like, just the power of, like, knowing yourself and knowing your worth and, like, stepping into your own glory, you know, not having it be defined for me by anyone else. 
it's awesome. It's so awesome. Yeah, you got to learn to listen to yourself. Yeah. Because that's the most important person that you need to listen to. That's true. Do you have any tips about being a single parent? Or for being a single parent? Oh. That's a good one. It's man, it's hard work. Um, me and my daughter were we're at a good place for a while. Like we we weren't at a good place, and then we built up to a good place, and then I think that we both leveled up a little bit in maturity and growth and she's trying to find herself and so there are days I feel like we've taken five steps back and I'm like I oh this is so hard like it is so hard but I I'm listening to books that are helping me and I'm trying to change a few behaviors to where she feels more loved and man, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. You know what I'm saying? This is where yeah. it feels. It's, well, I don't think you're alone though. I think a lot of people are like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I don't think you're the only one. <laughs> I know the reality is nobody knows what they're doing. You know, <laughs> that's the reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. So I, I would just say, man, just my advice is don't give up. Just be persistent, be consistent, be loving, be understanding, be, and it's hard. My daughter is now, she's held on to these feelings from my addiction for so long. And now when we get into an argument, they you out it's like she can't even hold them inside anymore they're coming out which is good they need to come out right but at the same time I'm like did they have to come out in this manner like we could have just sat and had a a normal conversation so I mean it hurts and it's hard but I want her to release it so she doesn't go through the same things that I went through you know so I just got to suck it up buttercup and I'm like okay we can do this. I can do this. Get back in that mirror, girl. You got this, girl. You can do it, you know. So is that always, like, your grounding point for, for like, if there's anyone else listening and they're in a similar situation? Or there, is that you always, like, mirrors where you start? Yeah, that and sitting still. Yep. The mirror is probably my number one go-to because you always have a mirror. All women have a mirror. And yeah. and if you don't, you have this amazing selfie feature on your phone. <laughs> so if you don't have a mirror, that that's called redneck right there. You can just I'm talking about you work with what you got, girl. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, For wow. so long, I was my own cheerleader, and I didn't have anybody that was believing in me. So the mirror is most definitely always my go-to because I had to cheer myself on for so long. Nobody was like, yeah, girl, you're going to be amazing in this world. You're going to do great things. Nobody, mm, it didn't really happen like that for me. So the mirror, the mirror is like my partner. Like, I am my own partner in this life. And that that's 
it's kind of, I guess maybe for married people, they go talk to their husbands about stuff. I don't know what that's like. I, I, yeah, I have no single. idea. So, <laughs> I was like, I can't tell you. <laughs> so the mirror is, that is me. That's my partner. I'm like, come on, girl, what are we going to do here? I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to figure it out. Like, yeah, that's it. That's that. That was just a revelation. Thanks for that, girl. No, it's the truth, girl. You, thanks you for that. I'm like, I need to go bond with my mirror some more after our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. So something I've learned along the way is just the joy and sort of the beauty of femininity. And in that word femininity, because I used to run from it so long, you know, and I always felt like, oh, that's a label that was like just too delicate for me. But then I'm learning more and more as I play around and experience it, that femininity means something different to everybody. So I want to know, like, what does femininity mean to you? I was the same way that you were until last semester I took a um, women's gender study. Was It was on the feminine I can't say that word. The feminist I know movement that word and is stuff. So hard to say. It's like femininity. <laughs> yeah, that word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it really opened my eyes up to, to me, it means empowering each other and cheering each other on because all of us women, we're all going through something. We're all going through something different, but we can all relate on some kind of level. And I think that if we just, even if you see a woman at, in line at the Wally World, just talk to her. Just say, hey, you know, go give her a hug, something. Like, that. that's what that means to me. Like, let's just unite as one and conquer this world together because we need each other. Oh, I, yes, 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 yes. That's like everything. That is everything. That is, that is, that is why I do that. I saw, was it two quotes that I love um, that people said to Oprah? And one of them I shared with Rochelle a few weeks ago, but it was like, Oprah, the more I saw you being you, it allowed me to be me. So I love that, you know, like the freedom mm. of each other. And the other yes. one. Right? Isn't it cool? And That's amazing. Was, yeah. Yeah. And the other one was, Oprah, watching you every day made me love myself so fiercely. But like. In yes. Way, right? But in a way, like, that can all be us. Like, in a way, I want to say, like, we're all Oprah, but we all really do inspire, you know, others around us by who we are. Yeah. In fact, I was listening to Oprah on the way. I'm obsessed with her. And I go through seasons of being obsessed with successful people because I want to know what. I, you know, like, I go through the phase, I'm like, okay, a couple weeks ago, it was Will Smith, and this this week, it's Oprah, and I actually listened to her this morning, and shoot, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it will come back. Uh, <laughs> day. Oh, I know, I know, I know. She was saying that everybody has their own stage. She said, just because my stage is on national television 
your stage may be at the bakery, baking cupcakes, doing what you love to do, but you have the power in that bakery to inspire and give hope to others. I'm like, wow, that is so powerful because you don't have to be some super-duper billionaire lady on TV to make a difference. Like like I said, at, at the line at the Wally World, that could be your stage for that moment. And you have, a mo- have that moment to touch somebody, another woman especially, because you just don't know that she may have just lost her mom. She may have just had a teenager that got arrested for drugs. Like, you just don't ever know what people are going through, you know? So if you use your stage, wherever that stage may be, you have the power to change somebody's life. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. What would you tell, sorry, what would you tell your 11-year-old self and what would you tell your 21-year-old self? Oh, so the 11-year-old self, I would tell her, girl, don't you try to fit in. You be different, you be you, and it is okay. It is okay to be different and embrace it. uh, Girl, if somebody would have told me that, I think that my life would have went another direction because I always felt out. I always felt like I didn't fit in. And I always strive to fit in. And when I strive to fit in, I was getting out of my authentic self. And that was, just made me depressed and went into addiction, you know. Uh, yes. Little 11-year-old girl, please be different. Don't follow the crowd. Be different and embrace that. It's a beautiful thing. And then my 21-year-old self, oh, my goodness, I would tell her that, you are loved. You are so loved. You are so valued. You are so loved. Like, I would just tell her that over and over and over and over. That's it. You are loved. Oh, I love it. That's, like, that's so beautiful. Um, The last question. So what is the most beautiful part about yourself that you absolutely love? I love my ability to choose joy over every situation that I face and just persevere through all, everything. I don't know. I've created this, I don't know if you want to call it a shell or I don't really know what to call it, but I've created this, maybe this bubble, like, I can just see myself, like, in this big blow-up bubble just charging through life. Like, you can't touch me, what? You know, I, I'm just... <laughs> you know, one of those big old blow-up things they have in pools and you can just run in like a big old, yeah. like a hamster. I know yeah, exactly that's what you're talking about. That's awesome. So I feel like I got to make a shield around me that that has been created to where I'm just like, Really, like I don't think so. You're not gonna, you're not gonna keep me in a bad mood for very long. I'm gonna feel it, and I'm gonna work through those feelings. But you're also not gonna take my ability to choose joy through it. So sit down, 
and hush your mouth. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. I love that, sis. That's gorgeous. Where can we find you? Like, where can we connect with you and where can we buy you book, buy your book? So you can go to patchedwangs.com and it's not wings, it's wangs. So it's <laughs> A, W-A-N-G-S. Um, my book's on there. It's also on Amazon. If you just search Patched Wangs on Amazon, it pops up. If you just want to find me, just go to your little Google, google.com, and just hit Patch Wings, and my Instagram, my Facebook, all that stuff will pop up. Love it. I love it, love it, love it. Thank you for asking, girl. Of course. This is, this is a sisterhood. You know, this is us supporting each other. Like, this is how we grow together. It's a gigantic network. Like, I want it to really be whenever – one woman sees another woman, we never judge each other, but we just support each other as queens, you know? Yes. How amazing would this world be if we did that? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. I love you. Thank you so much for having me. I love you to life, my world sister. <laughs> love you too, girl. Well, beautifuls, thanks so much for joining the gorgeous Amanda and I for this week's Fitness and Mimosas. Um, please, if this episode touched your heart, if you know anyone who could benefit from them, please forward this to each other. That way we really can become that sisterhood of queens. I read this last week with Stacey, but I want to read this little quote by Stacey Eldridge to you again. So, a woman of true beauty is a woman who in the depths of her soul is at rest. She exudes a sense of calm and invites those around her to rest as well. She speaks comfort. She offers others the grace to be and the room to become. In her presence, we can release the tension and pressure that so often grip our hearts. Her spacious, beautiful soul invites others to come, to be, to taste, see that the Lord is good. A woman who makes herself vulnerable and available for intimacy invites others to do the same. In her presence, you can breathe again. You are free to be you. She unveils her beauty and invites you to life. So I love you so, so very much, gorgeous. Um, here's to making life beautiful and being your own definition of beautiful. Kisses your way, and I'll see you next week. Hi, gorgeous. If any part of this podcast made you go, yes, girl, yes, girl, yes. <laughs> Please rate this podcast and leave a review below. This is a sisterhood, and the more we support each other, the more we get to stand together. To test out more booty building workouts, get your free six-day booty transformation guide at bombshellbuttlift.com. And in the words of Coco Chanel, you can be gorgeous at 30, charming at 40, and irresistible for the rest of your life. Love you. Have a beautiful day.